We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. crossover with the left hand and the flush and the follow by Randall. We've got to be careful. Second chance points, they leave the lead. Did anyone else, uh, Bill Dutaj asks, did anyone else read Maxi's stat line? Yeah, I read it. And then watch RJ miss that wide open layoff off the fast break and have it sting more than his usual brick. Like, God, I feel, I'm, I'm sorry to feel bad. Um, I will reference, shout out, uh, friend of the pod, Michael Scotto. Him and his friends at Hoops Hype did a, did a great piece in which they asked the whole bunch of executives around the league uh, to, to give them a top five list of like most like the, the young players that they would like want to build around or whatever. Tyrese Maxey made that list. He was one of 14 players to make that list. You know, RJ didn't didn't get any votes. Um, it's, it's not He's not there right now. I hope he gets there. I really do. I really do. <laughs> I, somebody wrote something to me. This is neither here nor there. Someone wrote something to me in a newsletter comment this week. Um, after a newsletter, in which I universally praised Julius Randall, uh, was like, it's very clear that you want Julius Randall to fail. And I like, it so unnerved me. Because I was like, I wrote him probably hastily back. And I was like, that is 
ridiculous. Like why I never want any player on the Knicks to fail. I have opinions about players and I have, I think certain players are maybe better than consensus. And I think certain other players are maybe not as good as, or, or, you know, not as good as consensus, but like, I want everybody to succeed. Even if I have a take about a player and like, I've had some harsh takes about RJ, like I want him to succeed. Um, and I would love to be wrong, but I just, I've never, I've just never viewed him in the same way as most people do. And like when I see Maxi tonight and I, you know, and then I watch RJ do whatever he does or doesn't do, I'm not, there's not an ounce of like shock or like angst or anything. I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, well, of course, because that's Tyrese Maxey. That's not RJ Barrett. That's that's not who he is. That's not he's not that level of prospect. Because you could tell, you could. I mean, shit. You could tell when uh, Tyrese Maxey went off for what did he go on for like forty two as a rookie when he wasn't playing any minutes. The one game they were they were down a bunch of injuries. Dude went off for forty something points. You know, um, and then obviously last year Maxey made a leap, and he's probably making make another leap this year. Different different level of shot maker. It's just that's all there is to it. But. Um, he's going to have defensive concerns throughout his career. So not a perfect player by any means. Mahid, Mahid Wheeler. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Barrett plays better with Obi. We still have the same problem after three years. RJ Julius don't mix. Best comment of the night as far as I'm concerned. Um, it is incredible to me that these guys have played. I, I wish there was a way to, to look up easily minute pairings leaderboards or minutes the minute minutes pairing leaderboard for the Knicks specifically since the champ forget about it since the championship era since the 90s so like since the year 2000 where you could look up what duos have played the most minutes together because I have to think RJ and Julius have played they're they're climbing that leaderboard. Uh, you know, I don't know what the other contenders would be. Maybe like Nate Robinson and David Lee. Maybe like Stephon Marbury and uh, and Jamal Crawford. Maybe uh, I'm trying to think who else. Like Mello and I don't know who Mello played the most minutes with. But like that's the point. Is like there haven't been a lot of duos over the last 20 years, especially 22 years, especially for the Knicks, who have played, who have like had the opportunity to build continuity. And to develop each other, a game where you're really playing off each other, and like you watch, you could watch RJ Barrett and Julius Randle play this season, and you could, or like this game tonight, for instance, or any game this season. Like again, Milwaukee, bad example. Pick any other game, pick literally any game, and then ask someone, is this the fifth game or fourth game or third game of the first season these two players have played together, or the fourth season these two play, players have played together? Um, I'm like, if you want to blame Tibbs, blame Tibbs. He's not a very creative offensive coach and that's fine. Um, I would argue that perhaps these two, the skill sets of these two players do not mesh particularly well, which is part of the reason why I wanted them to trade Randall this summer. Um, and yes, RJ Barrett should be getting more run with the second unit. Not saying you should play fewer minutes necessarily. Although God, what did he play tonight? 40? Probably played about 40. Um, but yes, it's, it's a great comment. I appreciate that. Played 36. So um forgotten NYC. Man, a lot of a lot of angst and upsetness upset people after three and two. Knicks are three and two. 
Lost to the best team in the league by 10 or 11. Um, what is the ultimate goal here? Pretty clearly not a contender, and we're a first-round exit at best. Uh, is the plan to just tread water till the star wants out? Yes. Yes. That is the plan. That is the only plan. There is no other plan. Part of why I criticized the front office this summer after the Mitchell thing went down. You have a plan that has one possible positive outcome, and it is a difficult one because it has to be the right star at the right cost, and you need to bank on several other things happening right to to, to say nothing of the fact that the, the right star at the right cost needs to ask out. But yes, that's the plan. Glad we glad we established that. TK, would you throw the kitchen sink for Shay? Uh, if you're asking me, would I give the like the package that that Utah wanted for Mitchell? Would I give up that same package for Shay? Hmm. I don't think OKC would do it. To be clear, I just I don't know why OKC would would want to add. I mean, I guess if I don't know, I don't know. I I have my I have my questions about whether OKC would want a trade package from the Knicks, but just for argument's sake, if I could get Shea Gilders Alexander for whatever the package was that would have gotten us Donovan Mitchell, would I do it? Um, man, I think long and hard about it because I think he's a better fit with Brunson because of the because of the defensive upside and. I still I still feel like the best version of the of a Knicks team with Jalen Brunson on it. And I I know he didn't have a good game tonight. I'm still all in on Jalen Brunson. I want Jalen Brunson to retire a Nick. I want him to remain like he should be part of their plans moving forward. I'm not saying he's like untradeable and you like have to make every decision with him in mind, but I do think in terms of like he is good enough such that when you when you are thinking about the 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 type of star trade you might make i do think brunson has to factor in your consideration um i i think you know an ideal an ideal team probably has either a big or a big wing as the like co-star to brunson um just the notion of like your two best players being in the backcourt, you know, and with what you'd have to give up for Shea, you know, you, you don't have really enough left left over. I don't think to trade for that next guy and like what Shea's ceiling. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Good question. Bad eyesight. What's going on, man? We don't need to psychoanalyze. We do. We, um, we just got our ass kicked by a better team. Placing this game on one player is dumb. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't place it. I'm not. I know. I know that a lot of the conversation is about RJ tonight. I'm not. It's not on him completely. It's not on him any more than it is on Brunson, Randall, Fournier, Arnstein. Like every this is a this is a team loss. It was a team effort for the good stuff. It was a team loss. The only the only people who get singled out tonight are. Um, I, and I should have mentioned him earlier. Like it's, we've been an hour in and I haven't even brought him up. But Derrick Rose, too. Derrick Rose played a really nice game. He scored uh, 12 points in 15 minutes. He was a plus eight. Uh, other than quickly, best, best plus minus on the night. Not that individual plus minus per game means anything. It does not. 
but Rose was really good. Quickly was really good. Obi was good. Um, they're the only people who deserve to get singled out tonight, good or bad. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on? Put me down for believing in RJ. He's going to have a big year yet. Passing and awareness is better this year. I I would need to hear more about the awareness part. It, it, it's not awareness on defense because the tape does not bear that out. Are you saying he's taking less bad shots? Um. Okay, that's fine. I'll give you that. He's just not making the shots. So you just think he's gonna he's gonna play better. He's gonna he's he, let me rephrase that. He's going to execute better. He's going to score more. He's going to make more shots. That's fine. If you believe that, I hope you're right. And I'll be the first person to stand up here and be like, man, remember all that nonsense that night after that Bucks loss? Um would love nothing more. Jacob Reale, what's going on, Jacob? Well, I believe Money Mitch will be fine. This game showed there's still some growing to do. All well and good, showing off first the Plumley Stewarts of the world, but still struggle with fouls against players who match either his strength or athleticism. Again, they, he he was guarding Giannis. He was guarding Giannis and Ted Akumpo tonight. Like, I, I have a tough time criticizing him, and I thought he had some really nice moments against Giannis. Um, it's not who he should be guarding. It's who he had to guard because they just don't have a great, don't have anyone to guard. Like, and here's the other thing: they were guarding him with their team, as Tibbs likes to say, for a lot of possessions. But when they were guarding him with Mitch, I feel like they were leaving Mitch on him one on one, and they were like, you know, it was like a challenge to Mitch. And um, you know, was he great? No, but I, I, I I'm not, I'm not mad at Mitch tonight. Not, not, not one bit. Uh, thank you, Jacob. I appreciate the comment. Appreciate the generous contribution. Jabbar Mateen, thank you for the contribution, even though I don't see a comment. If, the, if you do make a comment, um, maybe Justin can get it up there. Uh, Blanco Smoke, what's going on? I don't feel like there's any point to Derek, Derek Rose being on this team. Oh, this is, there's always one comment out of left field. This is tonight's. Wish they'd ship him somewhere. He's being wasted. Um... Is that to do Derrick Rose a favor? I guess. Sure. Um, you want to put Derrick Rose on a contender? I don't know. Maybe Derrick Rose wants to be on this team. Uh, he's helpful. He's a good player. Um, he helps them. He helps give them 48 minutes of sturdy point guard play. Steady hand on the floor at all times. You know, I, I, again, this gets back to, I feel like I, don't, I hate to repeat myself, but like the conversation we had going into the season, there's like a bunch of teams that like going into the season talk, you know, that could reasonably talk themselves into like, Hey, if we catch a few breaks, we could be in the conference finals. It's mo more than half of the league is, is saying that to was saying that to themselves before the season started. And then there were another six or seven teams who were like, Hey, let's go out and have some fun. We know where our bread is buttered and it's with uh, Victor Romagnana. And then there was another five, six, seven teams you know, de depending on your viewpoint, who were in either of those camps where it's like, all right, we're not contenders, but we're not taking either. You know, if your view is that like, it just sucks to be in that camp and there's no point to be in that camp and that anything that like, you know, that the Knicks should just trade Derrick Rose because what's like, what's the point? All right, that's fine. 
I'm not sure I think it's that quite that binary, but that's a defensible take. Um, thank you for the contribution. 007 Angelo. Monica's interview was awesome. Great job, Mac. Thank you. I just love Monica McNutt. As I look up on the as I look up on the screen and I see McCal Bridges stat line, eight for eleven for twenty three points. Guy was the most efficient shooter in basketball last season. That was not a big man. Guards the other team's best player every night. Ninety million dollar four year contract. Yeah. Uh, Sam L. What's going on, Sam? I really wonder what the Knicks would look like with a running gun, up-tempo offensive coach. I think they have the horses to thrive in that system. Uh, I mean, they're they're running. I thought they made a pretty good effort to run tonight. I mean, they're, I, I'll look up their updated pace rankings. I believe they were middle of the pack in pace, which for them is like... I, do you want them to... Just like, I mean, running gun to me is like, we're just going to fire up the first shot that we, and they do fire up the first shot that they have. That's an open three a lot, but like they do run sets and they take more time. Like, I I don't, I don't know if I, you know, I, again, there's this idea with like the ideal team for, for OB Toppin where you're just flying everywhere and he's just like raining down lobs left and right and it's like you, you know you think of the mid 2000s sons with Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire okay those teams had some <laughs> unbelievable talent and Amari Stoudemire was the center on those teams and there was no other big man I mean later they're you know they traded for Shaq and the whole thing but like different it's just different personnel and and I just this team has a lot of money invested in traditional centers. It's it's the you know, they have a coach that wants to play with a traditional center. It would like you want to talk about completely changing the team's DNA, that's that would be changing their DNA. Yeah. But maybe they should do that. I don't know. Um Greg film stuff. What's going on, Greg? Uh thanks for the contribution. My only takeaway from this game is the fact that we severely lack top end talent. The only takeaway you really need <laughs> from this. Also, we need Grimes back like tomorrow. Grimes like uh, games like this prove why being in the middle of the pack sucks. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, I mean, the reality is that like half the league is really in the middle of the pack. Because how many teams could win the championship this year? You want to say seven? You want to say six, seven? Maybe eight? And then how many teams are truly tanking? You know, seven or eight. So by definition, more than half the league or about half the league is in the middle. It's you know, it's not where you want to be, ideally. Um, in terms of the top-end talent, and or well, that's obvious. In terms of needing Grimes back, not a lot of Cam comments tonight. Uh, Cam coming in and a minute into his playing time uh, shooting a 18 footer with time on the clock. I watched that and I'm like, 
I, I, I think of all the people who reached out to me, I wrote a cam centric newsletter a week or so ago after the Memphis game. And a lot of people were like, man, Macri, all due respect, Cam's shown flashes before. He's a tease. This is what he does. The notion that he would come in and take that shot tonight, I know it's only one shot. I don't care. The fact that he would take that shot at all is evidence to me that something's not clicking. He's not getting it. So that's really worrisome to me. Um, I know this wasn't a question about Cam, but it was a question about Grimes. And my point is, yes, they do need Grimes back. Very much so. Um, good, good comment. Good, good question. Uh, there are updated pace rankings, by the way. Knicks are 16th in pace after this game. It's really not bad. What? Hey, they're ahead of the Bucks in pace. How about that? Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, primo thoughts. Not, not a fit with the Knicks, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I said it already. I, I, I need to find out more. I need more information. I don't want to comment on it until I get more information. But it's just something had to have happened. Because like he was a promising player last year, 12th pick, just picked up his option, the whole thing. <clears throat> Thanks, Kev. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Andrew Claudio. Hello, Andrew. Hi, John. First time, long time. New Claudio Casino line. Claudio Casino line just posted. Randall Obi minutes together this season over under five and a half. It's terrible. I think I still like the under. Hashtag 45 losses. Hashtag 37 losses. Hashtag zero ties. Hashtag Giannis is good, huh? I can't. I'm confused. Did he mean to say 45 wins? I don't know. Andrew, text me if you can offer clarification. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know if I'm. That was a bad over bet by me. Not 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 great. Michael Miranda. Uh, what's going on, Michael? By the way, in case anybody cares, the Knicks net rating tonight. Dropped to eighth. I don't know how much it dropped, actually. I think it was around eighth. 
Their defense is now 10th. Their offense is 11th. Most updated. Uh, Michael Morando. I don't know why, but RJ gives me so much Josh Smith vibes. Ooh, boy. Slightly smaller, obviously. But that's the comp in my eyes. Uh, I think the ceiling is a Chris Middleton type. Shit. If if RJ... Where... where, Send me the paperwork. Send me the paperwork where RJ becomes Chris Middleton. Where do I sign? I will sign in blood. Um, No, Josh was like... He was just a maddening player because he had so much talent. He had so much talent. But he... You know never refined his game anyway in any way. And I don't know what the work ethic was there. And there was other felt like there was other stuff going on. Like art. That's the nice thing about RJ. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Like he does put in the work and he, you know, he does approach the game the right way and all those things. Um, I'm not throwing out any comps because I, every time I do, I gets thrown back in my face. Um, just, he needs to be the best version of himself that he could be. That's all. That's all. Bad eyesight. What's going on? To the guy who made the maxi comment, note Embiid didn't play. He has the same issues with being the third guy he was in he was in space tonight. Also, every time a young player has a good game, do we contrast it to RJ? No, it's not about that. It's about like it's not just one game for Maxi. Like, go look up. I mean, I'll look it up now. Go look up Maxi's numbers, you know? Um and look up and uh, look at RJ's numbers. You know, it's just, it's not like the numbers are what the numbers are. We're not making up the numbers. Um, It's five games. Sure. You want to say it's five games, but like, it's just, it's, 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 it seems like it's hitting you in the face sometimes, you know, but that's, I don't know. Maybe that's me. Um, Thank you for the contribution. Um, Yushan Zhu, what's going on, Yushan? What summarizes the game for me was when in the fourth quarter, Hill got an offensive rebound. RJ and Julius looked at each other in disbelief. I remember the play exactly. Well, Hill missed and got it again. This team is not in sync and not staying with it. I think they were out of sorts tonight. I would not read too much into that play about the team, about RJ and Julius. I think both guys are out of sorts tonight. And I think part of the issue with this team, and here's where I will draw a larger conclusion. I think both RJ and Julius, more Julius than RJ, but certainly RJ, are players that are very either emotional or in their own head. Like, Jalen Brunson wasn't having a good game. He didn't have a good game. You never have to worry about that with Jalen Brunson. About like him like having an off shooting night or him having just like, you know, I mean, he was missing free throws tonight. It was just a bad game. You never have to worry about that having an effect on him when it comes to all the other parts of his game and all the ways that he can contribute, you know, meaningfully. And again, he did not have a good game. RJ is off to this awful start to the season coming off of this contract that he got. He finally got paid, right? And he's trying to, he's putting all this pressure on himself and he's trying to prove himself and he's trying to this and the other thing, you know, Randall last season, like he was asked to adjust and like fit in with Kemba and this and that, whatever went to his head. There was probably personal stuff too, whatever the case may be. Jalen Brunson. just got a hundred million dollars. 
Notice how we haven't had one instance, one instance where we're like, oh man, Jalen Brunson having a tough time, you know, dealing with the fact that he got all that money. He's trying to prove it to everybody, right? That's not who he is. Like some players deal with that stuff better than others. And I think that play was a microcosm of RJ and Julius just like being guys who like or let stuff get to them. Um, and they, I think they let stuff get to them tonight. Uh, for sure. Just looking up uh, Tyrese Maxey's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have to laugh. I'm sorry. Tyrese Maxey's effective field goal percentage thus far this season through um, six games is uh, 62.6 on a uh, 24 usage. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody wants me to look up what RJ Barrett's effective field goal percentage is. But I will anyway. Um, RJ's effective field goal percentage on a 25.6 usage, uh, that would be 39.0%. So no, we are not overreacting to one game. Sorry. Skeetco, what's going on? Oh, here we go. We got an RJ defender. RJ slander is ridiculous. Yes, it is ridiculous. That 39... That's, it's just a number. It's like age. It's like age is but a number. I'm 39. We have something, I have something in common with RJ Barrett. He has a 39 effective field goal percentage. I'm 39 years old. Um, Just numbers mean nothing. Highest Nick plus minus on the season. There you go. That's, 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 that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Three point percentage is horrific, but free throw percentage is better. He starts slow, then improves every season. Relax, Berman. Okay, listen. I hope you're right. Um, I saw the plus-minus thing going into this game. I, again, it's why you have to take this stuff with a grain of salt. You know who had the worst plus-minus um, in the league co- going into last night? Uh, Kevin Durant. So, yeah. Uh, let's keep it going. Jacob Reale. Maybe I'm naive, but I'm just assuming Rose's minutes are to keep him fresh for now. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the minutes. I have, I have the same thought every game. Uh, I'd rather have him in game 75 than five. So I'm not sweating it yet. Yeah, no, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing to sweat it. There's nothing to sweat regardless, because I think there's a lot of reasons why he should be playing fewer minutes. And like, because I feel like the more minutes he plays, that takes away from quickly. I can't see any scenario because Brunson's going to play the minutes that Brunson plays. That's a non-negotiable. So any more minutes that Rose plays is minutes that quickly is not playing as this roster is currently constituted, which is to say, Emmanuel, like Evan Fournier is still here. Evan For- uh, Emmanuel quickly is not starting the whole thing. So I'm not concerned about Rose's minutes at all, whether it's because they're keeping him fresh or because they just, Want to play him 12 or 13 minutes, whatever it is. But uh, good, good, good comment. Uh, Herbie, trade RJ, OB, and Cam for Beal. Uh, yeah, the money, money's not going to quite work there. And uh, not sure Washington is doing that, doing that deal. Um, thank you for the contribution. Robert Cross, first time, long time, John. Hi, Robert. It's so good to have you here for the first time. Uh, I've captured all the RJ slander receipts. I will remember hashtag 53 wins. I really do believe that Robert cross is the number one RJ supporter. 
at least who consistently comes to these things. Um, maybe there's some bigger ones out there, but he's right up there. And you have to continue to own that. Have to. Um, eh, maybe the Wizards will consider that trade. They lost to the Pacers tonight. <laughs> not, not what you want, really. And the Bulls lost to the Spurs. How about that? Interesting. Uh, thank you, Robert. Anthony Sixto. RJ technically has yet to play three seasons worth of games. Rookie year cut short. Second year COVID year. Just some minor defense there. I Minor. Min, minor. Minor being the key word. Um, yeah. Eh. Look, he's still young. Still young. <clears throat> Joseph J. Blame Tibbs' offensive system. I mean, through five games, the 10th best offense in the league without a single player on it that you anybody would universally agree is a top 50 NBA player, but that's fine. Uh, not the players. Players are adjusting their strengths to his archaic offense. Tibbs hasn't modernized anything to today's game. He's stunting everyone's talent. Hire Bryant. Well, wouldn't be a post game without a without a fire a fire Tibbs comment. Uh, thank you for your contribution, Joseph. We appreciate it. Kevin Denishevsky, look, I love a lot of things about RJ, but I I think John and me have one thing in common. We swear by analytics. The data does not lie, especially around the rim. It 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 doesn't lie, and like. <sighs> Look, best case scenario, he is a player that just starts slow. And if you tell me, but here's the thing. It can't just be the slow starts because his slow, it's this slow start is so bad and it, it is, it is very impactful, but let's just say it is a slow start after the slow start is over he can't go back to the level of efficiency that he was at last year after last year's slow start, because that's not nearly good enough. He needs to be more. He, so it like we're, we're talking about a slow start that is on par or worse than previous slow starts so far, only five games, but so far. And then we're requiring an even bigger jump from last year's slow start. If that happens, fine. I, I'm, I'll deal with it. Even if it's like 20 games, I'll, like it's a long season. You want to tell me three quarters of the season, he's going to be like really good. Great. Like again, sign me up. I'm not, I'm not asking for the sun, the moon and the stars here, but you know, the numbers are what the numbers are. Oh, Andrew just, Andrew just texted me. Yes. He meant 45 wins. Blue Diamond Gem SGA averages so far 28.7 assists and five rebounds. He's been awesome. He's been he's been playing at an all NBA level. Jacobs Alexander is awesome. There is no two ways about it. No in no uncertain terms. He's awesome. Um yeah, I just if if you're asking me would I would I empty the cupboard for him? I just you know, it's like that's a that's a difficult qu- for where the Knicks are at. The empty of the cupboard question is a difficult question for like literally anyone in the league that's not named Giannis Antetokounmpo and Luka Doncic. Yeah, maybe maybe one or two other guys. All right, that's it. 
Um, Justin, let me know if you want to pop in and say hi before we go. Uh, shout out to Justin Palmer. He um, produced this episode very well, by the way. We appreciate that. Hey, there he is. What's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing, everybody? It's nice to finally get on camera so you guys can see my face. What are your thoughts? What? So, so I want to, can I pick your brain? Can we stay on for like a minute longer? Oh, for sure. Uh, what are your thoughts? Cause I, I shoot from the hip on these things oftentimes missing everything. And I don't realize of course, in the moment, because I'm doing it in the moment. What are your, what are your thoughts? What are your takeaways from tonight's, um, tonight's game? Like everybody said, um, we haven't played that many quality opponents, uh, throughout the first couple of games. So there wasn't really anything to get too excited about as far as, you know, our comfortable performance that it looked like. Um, Jalen Brunson almost seemingly fit into the starting lineup. So everybody was kind of getting hype over that. You can see everybody kind of saying Jalen Brunson, all-star MVP candidate. Da, da, da. You know, you know, how start it goes. with all-star. <laughs> yeah, you, all-star. you know how it goes. But um, now yeah. that we finally got our first test against the Milwaukee Bucks, who was our real, who was our real first uh, playoff opponent. Um, it's nice to kind of see where we stack up, even though we know we weren't really that high in the standings. It's nice to know that we can still put up a fight against those opponents every night. So it should be fun to watch throughout the rest of the season. I'm super excited about the potential of the team. I'm not excited about the way that the way that we lost, the way that the team looked. Um, RJ's performance specifically wasn't really up to par. Are you an RJ guy? I don't even know this. I should know this, but I don't. Am I an RJ guy? That's a hard question. To, that's a hard question to answer. I think you uh, just answered it by, by saying it's a hard question to answer. You just answered it. It's a it's a hard question to answer because um you know before RJ we had we hadn't had that many uh, lottery picks so. I wanted to I wanted to support him. I wanted to see him become an all-star, but it's kind of tough knowing that we had the worst record that year and we ended up with the third pick. And the two picks before him happened to be John Moran and Zion Zion Williamson. I I don't know if I would put MVP money on Ja right now, but if I could put um I think if I could put first team all NBA, if I could I, I'd be curious to see what that betting line is. If if their betting line is out there after a week. Regarding the draft pick, though, I did. I had a thought earlier tonight that like that draft was a unique draft in that RJ was clearly the third best player in the draft. There was no question about that. And there was clearly, by the way, a drop off after three in uh, perceived at the time. Like Garland, I know, has done what he's done, but that was not the perception then. And I thought. I have I have I've thought earlier today in another draft. Like, for instance, if RJ had exactly the year he had at Duke and was coming out in the Cade draft, there's an argument that RJ would have gone sixth after Suggs, after Barnes, and then obviously after the top three. And like, you look at like next year's draft, right? With Victor and Scoot and like these are the, um, the, the Thompson twins or whatever. Like, there's an argument that maybe if, again, you change time and you put RJ and Duke like this year. And then he comes out has the exact same season. He does at Duke. Maybe next season. He's the sixth pick in the draft, the seventh pick in the draft. I, I wonder how much the perception has developed in the way it has because he was the third pick in the draft. And there is something about being a top three pick, especially a top three pick in a draft that was seen at the time as like, all right, these are the top three, right? And then everything else is after that. I wonder about that and how much that has continued to, you know, maybe in, influence um, some opinions. Uh, and then there's like the raw numbers, which, you know, people like points. You average a lot of points last year. I don't know. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, any other thoughts before we go? It's good, it's good to see you, though. 
No, you definitely have a good point about RJ and his um standing as far as being the third pick in the draft and having higher expectations because of that. But not even just that, you know, he was in the he was in the national spotlight as a as a youth player because of his Canada ties. Um, he went to the high pedigree Montverde Academy. He went to Duke. You know what I mean? So he's been in the national spotlight. He was that number one player before Zion Williamson. And, Checked and, all the boxes. Yeah, he was that number one player. So he had that expectation coming into the season, even if he was sixth. you know, um, it wasn't like, a, oh, my God who is RJ Barrett, there was still going to be expectations on him, even as that sixth pick, but there are some extra expectations on him as a third pick and being that high lottery pick in New York. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good point. Um, I'm just thinking as you're talking, like Harrison Barnes at one point was the number one recruit in the nation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting to see how Harrison Barnes's career has developed. Yeah. And he was the seventh, again, seventh pick in the draft, right? Um, that was a little bit better draft. He didn't have as good of a freshman season, obviously at UNC different role than RJ had when his one year at Duke, but like blue blood went to the, like the high pedigree, like the school that the high pedigree players all go to different, obviously came into a very different situation than RJ, right? RJ came into a situation where it's like, here, you take all the shots you want. Right. And Harrison Barnes went into a situation where it's like, uh, that's Steph Curry and that's Clay Thompson. And you know, that's, uh, you know, that's Andre Godala and, so on and so forth. And then he eventually got traded to Dallas and then he went to Sacramento and like Harrison Barnes is usually reverse universally regarded as a guy who's like, he's never going to be an all-star, but like, he's a really good player in this league. Solid dude that any team in the league would probably be happy to pay $20 million a year just to do what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. That's all. Yeah. RJ, yeah. I'm not worried about him. He's going to develop. It's just right now it's everything is frustrated and you know how Knicks fans are. <laughs> yes, I do know how next fans. I we are we are two of them. Yeah, most we, know, we, we know how we are. All right. Uh Justin, you're the man. Thanks for, for tonight. Any uh no more super chats while we were chatting? We can get out of here. Yeah, we're All good. right, great. Thank you everybody for watching. We appreciate it. Uh we'll be back after the game on Sunday. It'll be me and Jeremy will be here doing our like post-game slash regular show. I think I'm pretty sure. I hope I didn't misspeak when I just said that. If I did, Andrew will yell at me later. I, I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh yeah. Talk to you soon. Have a good rest of the weekend. Peace out.